The Lord said to me yesterday while I was in prayer, He said, it is not a difficult thing for me to prosper you. You know, the Bible says, incline your ears unto his sayings. In other words, you, you don't know when that voice will penetrate into a dimension where you can hear it. So always, always be on, you, you, you know, like bucks, wild bucks in, in the mountains. They, they may be grazing around, right? But their ears are always, they are always moving, right? Discerning the sounds around, detecting whether prey might be near and so forth. That's what the Bible says, incline. So I'm praying about the service. I'm praying about the service. I'm praying about it. And then the Lord says, Is, it's not a difficult thing. Imagine you are praying. Just like that. Because some of you think when pastors pray something special. It's the same way you pray. <laughs> Just that we probably hear the different frequency that most, uh, some pastors don't. But yes. Uh, right? So I'm praying like that. And then the Lord said, it is not difficult. You know, sometimes it's difficult to explain how God talks. It's difficult. But I'm praying like that, right? I'm praying. I'm praying. And, and the Spirit of God says, it's not difficult. It's not a difficult thing for me to prosper you. Right? I know what you would do. Kay comes to Barida. Prepare if you bring it level one. When you after you hear something of that nature, Kay le You are drowning yourself from hearing more. Humans being things sometimes. So Lord says, oh, I say, oh. It, it, at that point in time, what that signals is that you are in the spirit. Because you can't hear God if you're not in the spirit. So there's no use praying anymore. God is talking. What more do you want? What more do you want? No, I, I haven't clocked in. I haven't. Hey. <laughs> keep your. Keep that kind of religious. Yeah, I haven't clocked in. Kano. <laughs> Once I hear God, I stop talking. My prayer has ended at that point in time. Because my objective is met. Because the objective of prayer is to receive God's word, is to hear from God. So he says, it is not a difficult thing for me to prosper you. I kept quiet. 
And then the Spirit of God continued. He said, but some are not humble enough for prosperity. If they learn to follow me through my word and my spirit, they enter a dimension of prosperity that would make them the envy of nations. Now God is talking to this little old poor me. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking when I'm hearing that, I'm thinking, hmm, what are you trying to say? Right? Because sometimes God doesn't say what he wants to say. He says if they are prophets, in what? In an enigma, in a dream, in a shadow. Now that means God, God doesn't just talk clearly. It's only through your fellowship with the Holy Spirit that the, 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 the clarity of what God says sometimes is, can be communicated. If you hear God through the Spirit, more often times there will be clarity. But sometimes there are little nodes of secrets. So I'm thinking to myself, so Lord, what, what meanest thou? He says, what? I said, no, what? what do you mean? And guess how God answers me. Guess. Guess how he answers. No, just take a guess. Don't worry, just take a guess. Guess how he answers? Just guess. Give the scripture, yeah? He repeated what he said, yeah? Yeah? Come on. Guess. Let's take a guess. Yeah? Uh, okay. Come on. Come on. Guess. Guess now. We're in a class. Let's take a guess. Sister Letile, stand up. The Lord said, I must tell you the next 13 months of your life will be restorative. For the days in the wilderness are over. And the Spirit of God says, this next phase, this next chapter of your life will be one where I restore to you everything you lost. He said, just like Job lost everything that he might gain a greater revelation of me. He says, I brought you through the wilderness to learn of me and know of me. But now I will restore what was lost during that season, says the Lord. And God says, this next 13 months, build up your intercessory ministry because as you intercede and stand in the gap for others, he says, I will lift you and increase you. That's how God answered me. 
That's how God answered me. Job lost everything, but a hundredfold was given. Your hundredfold in the next 13 months is coming. Praise the Lord, you can sit down. That's how God answered me. If you learn to follow God through the bends of life, Sooner rather than later, you will see your promised land. The reason why many of us wander in the wilderness of life and never reach the place called promise, many times is because we are not humble enough to listen. God said, I must release a grace into your lives this morning. A grace for financial liberation. But I don't want to do an injustice by giving you something you don't understand. So I'm going to help through the word of God shed light on what, what, what it means. Because last night while I was praying, the spirit of God said, for many the stench of poverty will be removed. And the fragrance of blessing will be poured. And that aroma will be in perpetuity. So I, 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 I must help you. You see, here's... here's why it's more difficult in the body of Christ for God to to increase and bless financially is difficult because there's a system that is not understood. I, I want us to look at the life of Jesus, okay? I, I want us to look at the life of Jesus and 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 sift through certain patterns that we find in his life. Jesus was called to be the savior of the world, right? He was the savior of, he's the reference point of creation and salvation. He's, he's your only hope. He's this world's only hope. Jesus and, and it's something that we must understand and he said that his agenda was life in abundance that means he was sent as God's ambassador of the abundant life the I have come that you may have and have it and have it 
So he was the, the custodian, the ambassador of the abundant life. That means anything other or lower than that which Jesus came to bring is a misnomer. And it is an enemy of God's agenda in your life. Because he came to give us an abundant consciousness. An abundant consciousness. He said it. I didn't say it. He said it. He says, I come that you, not me, you. That means what? whatever Jesus was doing in his life, he was doing for you. Either directly or indirectly, he was doing for you. When he healed the sick, it was not for him. It was for you. When he raised the dead, it was not for him, it was for you. When he made men whole, there's a difference between being healed and being made whole. There's a difference. And wholeness and healing is part of the abundant life he came to bring. Right? What wholeness is, is a restorative process that comes to replace or make whole what was lost if you were sick. I mean, imagine if you're sick, right? Let's just say you are diseased, right? And that disease lands you in hospital and you are working a job, right? And then all of a sudden you are incapable of fulfilling uh, the demands of your job. They lay you off. You are sick. Your bills run high. Your debts run high, right? You are unable to take care of your own household. You are able to take care of your own self. You are imprisoned. Everything in your life begins to deteriorate, right? Why? Because now you are unable to function, right? Because of this disease. So with this disease came many other losses in your life. Many other disadvantages in your life, correct? Now, what Jesus is saying when he's talking about healing, he, he, he's not talking only about lifting you off your dead bed. He's talking about restoring that which that sickness took away also from your life. If it took away your job, if it took away whatever that sickness took away, it will be restored. There were 10 men, remember? There were 10 men, all had leprosy. The Bible says that Jesus healed them. He what? Now, the Bible never said at that point in the scripture that these men were, were now whole. They were healed, but they were not whole. In other words, if through that leprosy, they lost an ear, that ear did not come back. If through that leprosy they lost their nose because leprosy is just, just a you know, deteriorative uh, condition, right? So whatever it was that they lost through a lep the leprosy that time, all they got through that administration was what? Healing. That means the process of leprosy was stopped. They were free from it. But they still had a missing ear, a missing nose. And the Bible says two came back. Two came back. 
says, when they came back, they came to say thank you. Ooh. And Jesus said, there were 10 of you. How is it that only you two came? He says, verily I tell you. He says, go. Go in peace. You, he says, you are made whole. The 10 were healed, but the two were made whole. That means when they left the presence of Jesus that time, whatever the leprosy stole was restored. Same thing with the woman of the issue of blood, remember? The Bible says for 12 years, she had a condition and she spent all her money on physician, yet she grew worse. She grew worse. When she touched Jesus, the Bible says she was healed because she felt the flow stop. And Jesus said, who touched me? When she met Jesus the second time, Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. She, she was already healed. She was already healed. Jesus now says, your faith has made you whole. That, that means whatever money she lost from those physicians was restored. So the, the, there, is, there is a grace that, that brings wholeness into your life. And that is a grace that is tied to the agenda of Jesus for life in abundance. It is an injustice for God. He knows it to heal you and leave you broke. It is an injustice for God to save you and leave you broke. Because that does not fulfill the agenda of Jesus. The agenda of Jesus is life, is life in abundance. That means whatever you have, to have it in abundance. Not to have one bottle of milk and that's it. His, his consciousness is that you have a farm full of cows with unlimited supply of milk. That, that's what he calls life in abundance. You know, there are some houses who, that have, that have eight, eight bathrooms. You ask yourself, what is, and in the house, they're about, they're about four. What are you going to do with eight bathrooms? Eight bathrooms is convenience. At that point in time, it's not about the need. It's about the convenience that I don't have to walk all over the other side in my bedroom to go take, you know, a number one or number two. No, I can just pull up here. <laughs> At that point in time, it's convenience. It's abundance. That means God is happier with you having eight toilets than one. You don't get it. You, you, don't, you, you don't get it. You don't get it. It's not the life that Jesus came to bring when, 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 when leave five, go to share one toilet and you have to wait outside. That's not life. 
It's something else, but that's not life. <laughs> now you're begin it, it's beginning to click. It's beginning, it's beginning to click. Now, I, I need to ask you something. What, what did the woman with the condition do to have her life whole? What did she, did, did, did she go back and do whatever she was doing? Probably yes. But when did wholeness begin? When Jesus, when Jesus, when, oh, come on, come on, don't be slow, don't be dull. When did wholeness in her life begin? Hannah, see. When? When? Don't forget that, right? We'll come back to it later on. So there is a grace that administers the agenda of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. If you are scared of abundance, you have still not been hooked into the agenda of Christ. He says life and more abundantly. That means overflowing. What's the use of having life and no enjoyment? God said he had given us all things richly to enjoy. There's a consciousness missing in the body of Christ and it, it, is, it is very detrimental to the ascension, to the dimension of Jesus' ministry and goal. It, 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 it's something in, in the soul of the body of Christ. And this is what has cheated us from the life in abundance. So we end up being okay with little. You, you know that one? Yeah, as long as God is blessing me. It doesn't matter how, in what form or how the God's blessings does not come minuscule. Do you understand? God does not bless you privately. If it's a private blessing, it's not a blessing. It's not God's blessing. To, to be blessed means to be envied. That's what the word means. It means to be envied. That means if 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 you say God has blessed you, that means that there should be there should be a group, a collective envying you. That's what to be blessed means. So you can you can't say I'm blessed, but, but no 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 nobody envies you. You're not blessed, brother. You're not blessed, sister. When people look at you, they just overlook you. Yeah. It's because there's a consciousness missing. There's a consciousness missing. Jesus says, I have come. I, I come. I come that you may have life. His, his presence, his presence, he, I, I your rights, is your rights into that life. I come. I come that he may have life. Has Jesus come? Yes. 
For what purpose? He says, that I may have life. He says, for so God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, should not come to ruin, should not come to destruction. Whoever believes, says, but should have life eternally. Imagine living life forever and you're broke. want to live their, their whole, it says life eternally. Now this is something that Christianity has not really delved into because they think life eternally has to do with the life that is to come, huh? the world that is to come. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's life now. You begin eternal life when you receive Jesus Christ, not when you enter heaven. So, to investigate the, the tailorings of that life is essential. Because is it eternal life with suffering? Is it eternal life with lack? Is it eternal life with, with always chasing shadows? And Jesus made sure not to leave any doubt about what he meant. He says life in abundance. That means anybody who, who, who is of Christ must, it's a command to have an abundant consciousness. And and Not a house, but houses. Not a car, but cars. Uh -uh. I'm, I'm, I'm not being material. I'm, I'm telling you what Jesus said. He said, he said, who, he who lays down all for me and the gospel shall in this life receive a hundredfold return of ha a house, houses. Yeah. A brother, brothers. Prosperity in abundance. So whatever Jesus gives, he does not give my brother, my sister. It is always in plurality because he is Elohim, the gods. The God, so everything he does must exemplify and show forth him. The Bible says, and the man became great and was great until he became very great in the land. Because we have been taught to accept what life hands us. And that the mansions will follow. You will be afraid to enter your mansion if you have not tasted any mansion. Imagine you've lived all your life in a, in a, in a little square, three by three, five by five household. And you get to heaven and God says, there's your house. And it is big as a mall. You, you, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Even in heaven, you'd be like, it's a dream, Lord. <laughs> 
Why? Because listen, the, the quality of your soul does not change just because you are in heaven. You retain the same quality you have at the point you leave heaven. I mean, at the point you leave earth. It does not change. It does not become any better. So if you have poverty consciousness, once you step into the corridors of heaven, that, that consciousness will, will plague you. Because you'll be looking around at the abundance and God says, eat all is yours. And you'll be like, nah, Lord, it's fine. It's okay. I'm, I'm just happy to be here in heaven. That's pride. Just happy, Lord. Thank you, I made it. Even an apple is fine, dear Lord. Look, 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 look at the rich man in hell. In hell. The guy is burning. He, the guy is, 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 he was a rich man on earth. The guy is burning. He sees Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. And he talks to him, he says, my Lord, tell Lazarus to bring me. Even in hell, he, he had some, he, his ego was intact. His, his he was rich. It was a consciousness thing. Rich people don't like doing menial things themselves. They, they, they delegate. The guy doesn't say, let me jump over. He says, no, tell Lazarus to. Tell Lazarus. In hell. In hell, brother. In hell. In hell. So what makes you think in heaven your mind will change? You have an abundance mentality. Well, tell me, what makes you think so? You'll be trying to serve angels. Michael, what can I do for you? I come, 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 you're lying man, I come, yes, see where your mind is at, life, life. Thank God I woke up today. Abayaba Fugara today. But I mean, I'm a Fugile. But you see on her face that breathlessness. So on her face, that's a mounting debt. So on her face, all those debt collectors. Still gonna face little to no food. Still gonna face survival mode. But thank God. Yeah? Yeah, we say thank God in all things. Yeah, those are seasonal. My brother, you, you go through. You go through, right? 
Yeah, you don't go and leave. So some of you have been living there. But that must change. So Jesus says, I, that, say to yourself, Jesus came. So I can leave the abundant life. That means nothing is too good for you. Nothing is no, nothing. Then you know there are some people. You walk through a mall. There's there's um, there's um, let's leave that. Let's leave that. But all I'm saying is that Jesus came to bring spirit, soul, and body. God does not fellowship with poor people. I'm going to repeat that and you must listen very, very carefully. God does not fellowship with To fellowship with God as a poor person, God must make you rich first. He must make you rich first. Was Adam poor? Was Noah poor? Was Abraham poor? David poor? Was Solomon poor? Was Jesus poor? And this is where I want to stay. This is where I want to stay. I'm going to teach you something. I'm bless you. I'm bless you. I'm going to teach you something. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and then I want us to look at something in the life of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. There's only one name. There's only one name. The name above all other names. The name above all other names. There is only one name. There is only one name, the name above all other names, the name above all other names, 
there's only one Lord. There is only one Lord, the Lord above all other lords. The Lord above all other lords. <laughs> Yahweh, Yahweh, my Lord. Adonai Adonai You're my owner hmm. Yahweh Oh Yahweh My Lord Yahweh, I'm Yahweh, 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 Just lift up our hands to the Lord. There is only one Lord. Abbasatia. There is only one Lord, one Lord, one Lord, one Lord. There is only one Lord. Oh, Yahweh, Yahweh, my Lord, my God, my Yahweh. There's only one Lord, and His Lord above 
and is Lord above all other lords. There's only one Lord. There's only one Lord. He's Lord above all other lords.
chapter 8 verse 9 you heard that Hold. second Corinthians 8 verse 9 I want you to read it let's read one two let's read for you do you know <laughs> for you for you? No. For you? No. For you? No. For you? No. Know what? Yeah. That? 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 Oh, it's this, sorry. That close the volume. That that so our Lord Jesus Christ was rich. Hmm. Our Lord Jesus Christ was rich. Our Lord was 
rich. Our Lord was rich. That though he was rich. Yeah. Yet for he became poor. Huh? Yeah. Ah, uh, what did you understand that? He was rich. But he became poor. For whose sake? That you, through his, through, not through his riches, through his what? Might become rich. I want us to investigate what that means. How to become rich through the poverty of Jesus Christ. How to become rich through the poverty of Jesus Christ. How, how to leverage Christ's poverty to be rich. Mm -mm. It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. That, that makes head sense. That, that you, you, you can leverage on Christ's poverty. What does he mean? Do you want to learn? Do you want to know? Yes. Yeah? Yes. And he says this is grace. This is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is grace. The, the grace that makes rich, this is it. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the poverty of Jesus Christ. It's leveraging on the poverty of Jesus Christ. I want us to investigate some things. Right? <clears throat> When Jesus was born, when he was born, the night of his birth, they could not find any accommodation in all the inns or motels around there, right? They were all full, booked up. But in one of the inns, there was a manger. So Mary went into labor during the night and they had no accommodation. That means they had no house. For had they had a house, Mary would have given birth in her house. There would no there would be no need to look for any accommodation. So they had no house. Hey. No? No? Show me what house they had. So anyways, they went and he gave birth and he was born in a manger. This was the Lord of creation. He was born in a sheep stable. In a? Eight days after his birth, he was going to be dedicated. They brought him into the house of God where Simeon and Miriam were there, right? 
and for the dedication, they brought the commandment allotted to the poor. They bought turtle doves instead of an heifer or cow. Proving that financially his parents were not that proved it and this proves again that the Mahis only came later after his birth not at his birth like what you see in your stories because had that been the case they would have utilized the gold and frankincense that they brought to Jesus but they brought turtle doves so Jesus was dedicated to God with turtle doves the offering of the poor So you are not born into a wealthy family. Correct? That means he did not really live a wealthy probably until his uh, Joseph went into carpentry and Jesus followed suit. So Jesus was raised by Mary and Joseph with his brothers and sisters. But he was the only one that was different from the rest, but it was not known. So he grows up and before he enters ministry, we don't see him as a rabbi, but he is a carpenter. So he's working as a carpenter. He's Jesus. You would think he'd be fed with manna. The angels would be coming every single morning and evening and feeding him. But no, he's working for his food. He's working for his food. He's a carpenter. In, in today's terms, he, that would be what? Yeah? A what? No, bro. Carpentry. What's carpentry? Building, bro. He would be a, a you know, construction owner or something. Jesus. He's running a construction business. He's running a... He comes into the fullness of time to enter into the thing that God had brought him into the earth for. And at 30 years, he's anointed, he's baptized, and then he's anointed by the Spirit. And once he leaves the waters, he never returns to carpentry. From that day on, Jesus enters into ministry. Another form of business his father's business we know how he lived sustained himself when he was in carpentry right we know 
I mean, when, when, before he entered ministry, we know he was a carpenter. There's no argument about that. Right? But in ministry, how did he survive? How did he move from one place to the other doing God's work? How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. Why didn't God anoint him with wealth? The name of the work of God in the earth acknowledges a need for economic power for the propagation, the publishing of his word. Now, we're looking at Jesus, right? And we want to find out what, what the scriptures mean when they say that we through his poverty might become rich. So he intentionally became poor. Not because he was, he became so for our, because he wanted, he wanted to give us access into his, his wealth. Yeah. So he became poor so that we can, through his poverty, become rich. Right? So he does ministry. He heals the sick. He preaches the gospel. He does all these miracles. Right? But we see him moving from town to town. We see him receiving, calling disciples, people to follow him. These are men that were fishermen. Right? By trade. They had wives. They had families. And he's telling them to follow him. How is he going to feed them? How is he going to sponsor them? Is he going to feed them through heavenly manna? How? So Jesus is taking all these resources. And how is he going to feed them? Do, do you think every single day they ate miracle food? Do you think every single day they, they divinely transported? So how, how did Jesus take care of Peter? Peter had a wife, remember? Remember, Jesus healed his mother, his wife's, his mother-in-law. The Bible says Peter's mother-in-law. That means Peter had a wife. So, so after Peter followed Jesus, he left his fishing business. So how did Peter sustain his household following Jesus? And how did Jesus take care of them? With money from carpentry. We're tapping into something here. How? Ah. How? Because the Bible says he was rich, but he became poor. That means at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus was. Uh uh. He was, he was, she was poor. 
Here's a poor man doing ministry for God. How is he going, how in the world, because he says the Spirit of God has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. How is he going to preach the gospel to the poor and make them rich? Now let's investigate something. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verse number 1. Hmm. Now, we talk about, we talk about how to leverage this grace Jesus is talking about, right? Let's read. Luke chapter 8, verse 1. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went through every... Now think about the logistics. He ain't going alone. Unless everything was free in Jesus' days. So he went through every city. Just think about the logistics. Yeah? It's but Every city and village preaching and bringing glad tidings of the kingdom of God. Now, now Jesus could only do so not only by the anointing. The anointing alone could not bring him into every city. There was another form of power he needed. And Jesus did not have it. Jesus did not Jesus the, the, the power that was required to go from every city to every city the, the logistics the finances Jesus did not have it of, of his own self you understand? now I just shocked some of you he did not he was poor how can a poor man travel from city to city from village to village Goku style Yeah, and the 12 food themes. See how specific the Bible was? Imagine you're carrying for 12 people. Let, let, from city to city, right? From city, and the Bible says, through every city. So their means of, means of transportation at that time was ship, boat, right? Carriage, all those. With the 12. With the? Verse 2. Yeah. 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 
Uh, read, read that part again. And uncertain. Yes. Uncertain. Uncertain. Yeah. Hey, hey, wait. Who had been of who 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 what of what and yeah yeah how much power does it take to drive out seven demons out of a person Not everybody can do that. And Mary had seven demons driven out of her by Jesus. Seven and many others who had evil spirits. Now these were rich women. These were rich. But in their richness, the spirit couldn't be driven out. How, how that through his poverty you might become rich. Oh, it's this, it's this, don't worry, it's this. How that you through his poverty might what? Come, come, let's read it. Yeah, and the wife of Herods and and many read 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 now wait this is Jesus it is not Provolovo is Jesus Christ the son of God he's being provided for it goes against the grain. It goes against the grain. Jesus, you are provided for? Jesus, you, you are Jesus. You understand? You're the one that walks on water. You are being provided for. Now, 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 this is, this is, this is where I want to ask you, right? I want to challenge you. Why in the world would God handicap Jesus in finances? Because in that area, his ministry was subservient to others. All the time he says, my father, my father, my father, my father. Where is his father? In this one. He is Jesus. So Jesus became? He became? Jesus. And what's the purpose of that? That you, through that poverty, you have an opportunity to become rich. Now look at this. 
Look at this. This, 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 is, this, is, this is the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And John, the wife of Chusa, he wrote steward in Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their... Who provided for who? And Johanna, the wife of Chusa, here is household manager in Suzanne and many others who ministered to and provided for him and them out of their personal property and belongings. Wow. So Jesus, Jesus was, was not preaching alone. Yeah. So who, who do you think in the eyes of God when Jesus healed the sick in every city, who do you think that reward was accounted to? To Jesus? Jesus is about to die. Right? He's sitting in Simon's house. They are sitting down and there comes this prostie. Everybody knows her. Right? She comes with a jar of very expensive perfume. Right? And she pours it on Jesus. She pours. The disciples are sitting by. Simon is here. The disciples are sitting by. She pours it on Jesus. Right? And Judas, among others, said, Hey, 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 hey. What mean is this waste? And Jesus says, Let her alone. She says, For, for you do not know. For you do not know what she has done. Jesus, let her alone. For you do not know what she has done. She took a year's worth of wage and poured it on Jesus. She anointed Jesus with a year's worth of wage. And everybody said, what is this waste? For the money should have been taken and been given to the poor. Jesus says, you don't know what she has done. She, she has, what she has done was preparation for my burial. And then he says, verily I say, in every place that the gospel is preached, this woman's name, that means wherever the gospel goes, this, this woman's name will follow. Generations through her death. Her sacrifice on Jesus. God memorialized it for generations. Now I want to show you something else, right? Based on what we just read now in Luke chapter 8. Look at, look at John chapter 12 verse 6. And it's akin to this, uh, this thing, this story that I just told you now. John chapter 12 verse 6. And then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go into something and I'm praying for you. Verse 1. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus, who had been dead, and whom he had raised from the dead, and that there they made him supper and Martha served him. But Lazarus was one of those who sat with the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of costly oil of spinecone, whatever that is, anointed, the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with his hair and the whole house was filled with the fragrance of that oil. So she bought that oil. 
right? But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 dinar and given to the poor? This he said, not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money bag. Oh, so Jesus, Jesus had a money and he used to take what was put in it. Lazarus. Jesus knew it, but he never said anything. So Lazarus was the treasurer. Now, 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 you, you don't appoint a financier or accountant, a treasurer for small, small change, right? Do you? Asletile, do you do that? You do it yourself, right? If people want your expertise, it has to be some, some substantial money, right? So that couldn't have been some low funds, right? Where did Jesus get it from? Where did he get the money from? From? From those who? Wow. And Judas was, was, was the bearer there. I'm a bearer of that, of that, of that money. Now, here's, here's what I, I want to ask you, right? There's no question that Jesus was anointed. Is there? Is there a question? There's no question. But he was poor. When you, when, when you're, when you depend on others, you are poor. So Jesus depended on to do what God called him. So the key to becoming rich was in what? Through Jesus' poverty. The, the, the poverty of Jesus is, is his need. Do you understand that? Jesus' poverty is his need. Here's what he says in Proverbs, right? He that gives to the poor lends, borrows. He that gives to the poor lends unto the Lord and he shall be repaid. So Jesus has a need. And he says the only way you enter into riches is to meet the need of Jesus. That's the grace of Jesus Christ. That's the, the access into the grace of Jesus Christ. The grace to be rich is to meet the need of Jesus. Because he, he's, he's got the ability. He's got the power. But he has a need. So God intentionally gave Jesus a need. That's why when you study the priesthood, you notice that the priesthood has every single thing but a need. They still need. Why is that so? Why does God do that? To provide a platform 
of transference. Now I think you can hear. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. God's system of reward. God's system of payment. So in chapter 6, we know it, right? The, the scripture you know most day in chapter 6 is seek first, right? But there's a chapter 1. Seek first is in chapter something, 30 something. Let's read verse 1. So he says, what? So he says, what? Yeah. That you do not give, right? Yeah. says do not give to be so what is he talking about the attitude so there's a reward system of God right that allows him to release to give to pay because that's what the word re reward means to pay amongst his dealings with man. Right? If you read that entire verse, you will find that there are three specific factors in the reward system of God. Three. Three. It's what? He says giving. Number two, he says what? Praying. Number three, he says what? Fasting. Now, here's, here's, here's where there's a problem, right? Among men is that he does not put prayer above giving. He puts giving above prayer. Shouldn't the order be prayer, maybe fasting, then giving, right? So the charitable deed should be probably last in, in respect to the reward tier, right? Because this is, this is the reward tier of God. This is the reward system of God. And Jesus does not say, when you pray, he does not put pray first. He says, when you, right? He says, when you, he doesn't say when you pray first. Why is that so? Says when you give, see that you do not let your hand, one hand, know what you're doing, right? And then he says, your father who sees. Now this is important that you really understand this. He says, your father who sees in the secret will reward you publicly. I told you, God's blessings are what? Are public. They're not private. So if there are no public blessings, that means there are no secret givings. 
If there are no public rewards, that means there are no secret prayers. If there are no public blessings, that means there are no secret or private fastings. Question is, why aren't God's people being rewarded by God publicly? That's the question. Because Jesus never said if, he said when. Meaning that giving is a prerequisite, Prayer is a prerequisite, Fasting is a prerequisite. It's, it's, it's not an opinion or an option. It's a command. Ah, hmm. Luke. Luke. Huh. Oh, Lord. Oh my God. I think it's Luke chapter 6. Verse 38. Let's read. Wait. Do what? And you must notice that here is not specifying whether it's monetary giving. Right? He's talking about the principle of liberality. No? The principle of? He says, give and it shall be? By who? Because the natural thing is to, is to keep this thing of mine. That's the natural thing to do, right? Keep it, put it away in some investment. But Jesus says, do what? And it shall? Yeah. He says the, me- the, the measurement, the metric you use for giving, he says is the same metric that will be used back to you. He's not talking about the amount. He's talking about the metric. Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand what he's, what he's saying? The measure you use? Okay. He's, he's not saying the amount or the thing. Right? He's talking about your, your measurement. Your, your, the consideration you place. The purpose behind it. That's the measure. So whatever purpose you are giving for, he says, that same purpose will be returned to you. That means if you give for the anointing, the anointing will be given to you. If you give for publicity or to be seen by men, you will be seen by men. Right? That's why he said they have their reward. What's their reward? They are seen. They are? So he says, do not be like the hypocrites. Now, look at that system, right? He says, do a charitable deed. And then he says, pray. And then he says, fast. Why, why is that order like that? Why is that order stacked in that way? Because all three have rewards. No doubt. All three have rewards. But the order is stacked in, in a weird way. It's a weird way. Right? It's, 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 a, it's a weird way. He says, pray second. Fast third. Mm. 
You ready now? Let's go back there. I want you to see it. Matthew 6. Verse 3. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That your charitable deed may be in secret. And your father who sees in secret will himself reward you. But when you pray, verse 6. Go into your room when you have shut the door. Pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. See how, how the world system of God works? Do you see how the world system of God works? He says, in secrecy. In secrecy. He says, public rewards only responds to private dealings. To private? To private? Hmm. Let's go to phase two. Go to Genesis chapter, then we're going to pray. Genesis chapter 27. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then we're going to read after this the last scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. No, and Philippians chapter 4. Genesis 27, you there? Please read verse 1 for me. 1, 2, let's read. Yeah. And he said, My? And he answered him and he said, Amen. Then he said, Yeah. When you read that piece of scripture, why doesn't Isaac just bless his son? It's his son. Hello? Isaac, Esau is Isaac's son. Why doesn't he bless him? Why doesn't he just bless him? Why complicate matters? You remember the widow? Do you remember the widow? What, why, does it, why doesn't Elijah just multiply the flower? Why complicate matters? Why put this woman under so much pressure? It's pressure that thing. Right? It's pressure. I mean, you, you got your last meal. And here's this guy saying, yeah, I hear you. Save me first. Why put so much? Why not just multiply and then let the woman serve you? That's the easiest. Right? And that's, you know, that's the path of least resistance. Just increase this thing and then, yeah, we'll, 
you know, we'll, we'll eat. Isaac, the same story. Look at Isaac. He said, let me bless. What, what blessing was Isaac giving to Esau? What blessing? It was the blessing of the firstborn. Right? It was the blessing of Abraham. It was the blessing of Abraham. Isaac is old. When, I, when Abraham died, he bequeathed the blessing to Isaac. And that is how the blessing moved from generation to generation. Through conference of prophetic utterance. And Isaac, why didn't he say, my son, let's pray? You know, let's, let's pray, let me bless you. He says, let me, let me eat some of your very soul. He says, take your weapons, go kill, and come, come make me soup, that nice soup. Because Esau was a hunter, right? Make me that nice soup. So that my soul, read it, so that May what? Before I? Why? It is the law of spiritual transference. Nothing leaves heaven into the hands of the mortal. Nothing leaves heaven into the hands of the mortals without the mortals having let something go. This is the requirement. You see, you see, your job or the, 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 the proceeds you get from your job, right? Maybe your salary, your wages. If you understood the principle for what God meant it to be for, in your life, you would never, ever, ever be poor. You would never be poor. You will never lack. You will not know. You will never know what lack is if you understood the concept behind work. Unfortunately, we don't, and that's the sad part. And the other sad part is that there hasn't been any adequate teaching from the pulpit, from ministers, because most when when most ministers. Uh, relate with this subject it is always for them there's no understanding behind the reasons why God set the system in place so he says bring when he ate he blessed what he gave Jacob he could not give Jacob cheated him you know the story right Jacob cheated him what he gave Jacob he could not, after he had declared to Jacob, give it again to Esau. You know, the Bible says when he heard 
Esau coming in. The Bible said he shrieked. It's not normal. Because he, 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 had, he had transferred his inheritance through words upon Jacob and it could not be reversed. He said, I have blessed him, and yeah, he shall be blessed. And he begged, is there not any blessing for me, Father? He said, my son, the only blessing I give you is that you'll be your brother's servant. What happened? Jacob fulfilled the demands of the prophetic word, of the prophetic instruction. The instruction was that, give me very son to eat. That means it didn't matter if it was Jacob or Esau. The one who brought the very son would eat. This is powerful. And this is what the Bible means when the scripture says, God is not an inspector of persons. That means God does not bless you according to the color of your skin, how you look. He bless you in accordance to how much of the prophetic instructions mandated upon you to receive blessings you fulfill. So you can be a Christian for 20 years and never taste God's blessing. And all you taste is the fruit of your own labor. And never know what it is to be blessed by God. Never know what, to be, what, what it means to be favored by man. Why? Because you have not stepped in to the dimensions where that grace can flow. The blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham is the power to pronounce. That's the blessing, is the power to speak. And, and, and this he says, he says that you, through the poverty of Jesus, do you know that any minister, whether it is an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, standing in the capacity of that office is Jesus. They are Jesus to you. Because that ministry gift is Jesus. Is Jesus in a gift. He says he gave gifts to man. That means that, that he, is, he is Jesus as a gift to you. He who receives you, receives me. So Jesus is poor. Jesus is poor. He says, in that day, I will separate from me sheep and goat. And I will say to the sheep, he says, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was in prison, you came and visited me. And they shall ask, Lord, when did we give you drink? When <laughs> did we give you clothes to wear? When did we visit? We never visited you. He said, you visited those whom I have sent. He says, he says to her, oh my God. He says, if you do this even to the least of my brothers, of my servant, he says, you have done it unto me. He said, to the goats, I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. That means Michael. That means, Michael, you will stand before Jesus one day and Jesus will say, Michael, when I was in need, you did not come to my rescue. When I needed my bills to be paid, you did, and you would ask, Lord, what bills are you talking about? He says, my servant Enoch needed his bills to be paid and you were not there. He said, Michael, you are not there when I needed to go and save somebody in another country. And you would ask, Lord, but, but what do you mean? You were in heaven. He said, you have not done it to the least of these ones. 
The, the, the exchange, the exchange of financial liberation does not come through the system of prayer. It comes through the system of giving. Only giving can liberate you, can give you access to grace for financial liberation. You, you, you see, if you, if you never understand this, if you never understand this, you'll be a poor, broke Christian all your life. In fact, you may never be poor or broke according to the world's standards. You will be okay, but you will struggle in life. There, there are areas in your life, dimensions in your life, where you'll be unable to press through and break through. Look at Jacob when he was fleeing from Esau and he's praying to God and he's saying to God, if you will clothe me, if you will bring me safely to the house of my father, says if you will bring me there, he says, then I vow before God that out of everything you bless me, I will give you a tenth. That was before Moses came. That was before the law came. A man knew about tithing. Where did, he, where did Jacob learn about tithing? I asked, where did he learn? Because there was no law to death talked about it. The Bible says, when Melchizedek came to meet Abraham, he came with bread and wine. And the Bible says that before even Melchizedek could bless Abraham, you know what he said? The Bible says he gave him a tenth of all the spoils. Why? Question, question is why? How did he learn to penetrate into the dimensions of the priesthood so much so that he knew what was required of him. And the Bible says when we get into Hebrews chapter 7 that Levi from the loins of Abraham that day paid tithes. That means that tithe is a generational thing. If Levi paid tithes in the womb, in the womb, in the loins of Abraham, that means that whenever you pay tithes, your unborn children are paying it. The problem with ministers is that they start with Malachi. They don't start with Genesis. If you start with Genesis, you will realize that, that the law of Moses is, 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 not, is not, what's the word? It's not uh, a factor in the doctrine of the immortals. It's not a factor. It's not Moses that created it. It says, here, mortal men receive tithes, but then it is saying that he, he, he receives them, of whom it is witness that he lives forever. How does Jesus, being in heaven, receive? He's a priest. He's a? He's a? And the Bible says, no priest should ever offer and minister without what? Gifts and sacrifices. Bring all the offerings and tithes into my, that there may be what? Food in my storehouses. There's a reason, you, you, you know what's the reason behind that? Do you know what's the reason behind that? It's, 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 it's preservatory. It's preservatory. A church, a church or the grace upon a church or ministry cannot protect, cannot protect God's people from the devourer if the storehouses are not full. In other words, you can die under the anointing, can suffer under the anointing. With, with, with all 
the anointing and grace available and you have no access to it. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians. The, the only way to reach is, is not leveraging your poverty. Your poverty will not do anything for you. It is leveraging the poverty of Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, are we there? And then we're going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I'm going to pray for you. He says in Ephesians chapter 4, he says, He who stole, let him steal no longer, but rather let him work so that he may give. Let him so that he may give. Listen. If you pay your bills more than you give, you are in serious trouble, spiritual trouble. You are in serious trouble. Because your work is, is not so that you can slave to pay your bills and, I mean, your debts. It's so that you can give. It's an expression of the blessing of God. If, if you don't give, you, you, you are not expressing the blessing of God. He says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Look at someone, look at someone in the eyes, look at someone in the eyes. He says, Papa. 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 Oh, oh, I'll see. Are you blessed? Look at them. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? Or Rosa Read First Corinthians. Second Corinthians, chapter six. Second Corinthians, chapter six. Verse four. I want you. I, I, I want to read you verse three and four, and then I'm gonna jump through every other thing there, and I'm gonna read you verse ten. He says we. Give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God. Right? In much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit. He says this is how we commend ourselves as ministers of God. Right? This is, this is the test of a ministry or the test of a minister, right? 
He says, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the arm of righteousness on the right hand and on the left hand, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good reporters, deceivers yet true. As unknown, yet well known. As dying, and we behold to leave. As she, you see, I, I, this I can't share with you. Maybe if you are a minister or something, I can share with you. As, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Then he says, as poor, yet as yet do you know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is responsible for the riches of many people around the world? Do you know that? You know, maybe you don't know that. But I'm telling you today. And he says, making many. I, I can make you rich. Me. Being poor as I am. Because I don't need my poverty to make you rich. Because they exist in every minister of God, irrespective of their state or estate in life, a grace inherent within their calling to make men rich. Some don't know it. Some, some are busy making themselves rich. Again. <laughs> Going bellies like, right? Like what Paul says, whose, whose God is their belly? Right? Some exist. They don't know it, right? But that grace is there. And that grace lies not in this. That grace lies in this. It lies in the power of prophetic utterance. Now, in them, it is, it, it is a locked grace. It only operates only when activated. It doesn't work. I can say to you now, be blessed. It's not the same. That's the bless of my faith. Like, God bless you. <laughs> a, a beautiful story, a beautiful account to, to, to explain this uh, is, is Peter and uh, Tabitha. Remember Peter and Tabitha? Peter goes down into... Uh, the, the country for vacation or whatever reasons. And when he gets there, he hears that there's a there's a woman who just died. Right? Uh, Tabitha. And what's that got to do with Peter? Right? And then they told him how he gave she gave alms and sewed purple tunics. And 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 Peter said, Where is she? Here's a question. Could Peter have raised Tabitha under any other condition? How many there were dying? How many was Peter raising? The Bible is specific. She said when they mentioned what she did for the poor 
and how much she gave into the church. Peter said, where is she? And I want to, sh- I want to show you something. That, that wasn't of Peter's own volition. He was driven by the Spirit. Because there is a law in the Spirit that God is, un- is un- unwilling. He's unwilling. He's unwilling. to do without so he gets there, he prays, right? And then he turns. And then he says, rise. What happened? The gift of Peter took over. The gift of Peter took over. Many of God's people struggle in life because they are unable to activate the gifts. First, I said Philippians and then 2 Corinthians and then let's do this thing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say from today. I leave struggle. I leave penury. I leave lack. I leave want. In the name of Jesus. And I enter into large abundance and a wealthy place. Yeah. How do you think the oil kept running? Who was 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 the man of God a miner? Did he mine oil? Yeah. Was he a producer of oil? In fact, it didn't even go through the normal processes of oil because you know oil has to, it must take some flowers, do some milling and all those things. It didn't even go through all that process. She just poured that little, poured that little, poured that little, all because a man spoke. I told you, men are God's systems of, of transformation, of change, of preservation, of deliverance and of prospering. Are we we in Philippians? Okay, let's read verse 14. Nevertheless, you have done that you shared. Now, you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning and receiving But imagine how many churches Paul had and no church shared with him in giving and it's a a ministry. He says in giving and in giving and for even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my. Now, this is so powerful, you know, because of what Paul is going to say. Right. He says, now that I seek, not that I seek the gift or the money, right? But I seek the fruit that abounds. Indeed, I have all and I, I am full, having received from, notice what he says, I have all and, and I am So why is he full? Why is he abounding? Why does he have all? 
Epaphroditus from oh having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from he says they are what yeah hi bo pleasing then I want you to read slowly chapter 19 because Paul tapped into a dimension there. It is not normal talk. What he's saying there is not normal talk. Read. Ah! Wait. Can is not Paul's God their God? Huh? Do you know this is the only in Paul's epistles, this is the only place where Paul uses that term, my God. Everywhere our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father. Here he says, and my God. And my God. And my God. These guys did something to Paul. They did, some, they did something to Paul. They stirred something in his spirit. He says, and, and my God, not, not our God. You, 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 know, you know what, he, what, what, what he's, he's, he's referring to here? What he's talking about here? What he's alluding to? He's talking about the, 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 the God who, who anointed him. So he's speaking in his office. So he's in his office, he's my God. And he's not our God. Our God is general. He's like, now he's in his office. He says, and my, now, now, when he's speaking like this, even God is bound to fulfill what he, he, he says. And, and my God shall supply all your need, all according to your bank balance. According to your savings account. Yeah? According to your riches. Yeah? According. This is this years ago. Years ago. I was thinking, and I was thinking this in prayer to the Lord. And I said, Lord, this ministry thing, <laughs> where all these your ministers go on like hobos, I don't want them. I don't need that in my life. I can I can be an engineer and be you know? yeah. I don't need this ministry thing. He said, son, I put my word in your mouth. Go, make men rich. <laughs> <laughs> 
said, go and make men rich. I think that was about 2013 or 14. So I know that I can make you rich. I know it. It's, it's, it's the easiest thing for me to do. I don't need to pray. I need to talk. I need to speak. Paul, Paul says, my God and my God shall supply all your need. All your need. Now, if you have all your need supply, you have no need. You have no? So inadvertently, he's, he's talking about catering to your desires. According to his riches. How rich is God? Look at someone. Ask them. Brother, sister. How rich is God? Look at them. Look at them. How rich is God? Ask them again. Ask them again. Ask them again. Now he says, according to his riches in glory. Do you, do you understand what that means? He's talking about supernatural provision. The supply is from his riches from where he is. Imagine if you never have to work in your life to eat bread, to drink drink. That is the promise that Paul was telling them. Now they can work, but not to eat bread. Do you get it? Many of you work to eat bread. That means your needs are not supplied. No, don't be, don't be shy. Don't be like, <laughs> don't be. From month to month. Yeah? To eat. Paul says, I've been, I mean, David said, I've been young and I've been, and I've never seen, no, he's. Are you righteous? Begging bread. Let me ask you a question. Ne? If you have a problem with your car, who do you go to? All right. Wow, that's, that's, that's good. If you have a problem with your body, who do you go to? Okay, that's nice. Wow, that's good. If you have a problem with your finances, who do you go to? Don't lie, go to a loan shop. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> don't, don't lie, don't lie. Financial account, don't lie, Pastor. You don't know what that door looks like. You don't know. You, you, you don't know. You go to alone, right? They've hidden themselves as banks, right? Yes, those are like professional loan sharks. You go there, right? If you want a car, go finance it. 
Right? On house, you go find it. You want shoes, you go take out an account. You want clothes, you, you can't buy clothes cash. You go take out an account. Your financial ruin. You just don't know it yet. You just don't know it yet. So what do you do? When you have life problems, where do you go to? When you want a baby and the doctor can't give you, where do you go to? You see, that's where God comes in. That's where. Do you know every life's issue? Every life's issue can be dealt by the anointing. Barrenness. Sickness, financial ruin, nothing is exempt, nothing. If you want to be rich, you can come to a man of God. If you want to be healed, you can come, as long as they know the story, right? Because some don't know the story, they claim, right? As long as they know the story, you can get anything your faith can afford. You can get your faith anything. Any? And this man just laid out. Now, now here's a Christian, right? Who says, and my God shall supply all my needs of God in hell. No, it don't work there. Paul, I'm talking to you. Like, read context. If you want to fit the mold, Fit the description. God, you supply all my needs. How many times have you said it? Come on now. Yeah? And still, you, that need is still there. That need is still... Why? There's no grace. You need grace. You need... You need... Do you know you don't have to ever in your life make a single prayer about your finances? You don't know. Second Corinthians chapter nine. Second Corinthians chapter nine, and you can read me from verse number one. Now I'm, I'm, I'm going to release some dangerous things this afternoon on your lives. And you can say bye-bye to poverty. Hallelujah! Are we there? Verse 1, please.
Yeah. Now jump to verse six. So, so you, that you see why he says what he says. Yeah. He now read re, read it again, please. I need amplified. Who has amplified? Who is Amplificido? Read Amplified for me, Mike. You have Classical? Yeah. Yeah. This old one, I think devils came in there. <laughs> Remember this. He who sows sparingly and gradually will also reap sparingly and gradually. He who sows sparingly and gradually mm, will what? Will also reap sparingly. Wait, wait, don't, don't rush. He who sows sparingly and will also <laughs> Let me ask you, right? What level are you operating at financially? What level are you operating at? In, 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 we're talking about zeros here, right? We talk, that's what we're talking about, right? Operating at three or four or five or six. Okay, let's pause at six. <laughs> zeros, let's pause at six. Three, come. Three zeros. Five digits, your tens or thousands, tens of thousands. Come on, don't be afraid now. You want rich? So now, what's all this shrieking? Dude, don't want to have. I mean, it's like you're going to a doctor and the doctor says, Let me see the wound. You're like, How, how the hell the doctor going to help you? Tell me how the doctor gonna help you. <coughs> right? Three digits. Um, okay, let's let's start. Four digits. Three digits, five digits, six digits. So nobody's in the six. Okay, six, six, six digits, okay. We got one, praise the Lord, six digits. <laughs> Now, what is determining, what is determining your, your station in, in terms of how much you're worth? What is determining it? How hard you work? How many businesses you have? What determines it? What's your output? How much you? Okay. So if you say four, right? That means the most you've given out is where? Yeah? Let me use you. Is where? Four. How, where you at? Financially? Four or five? In reality, five. Five digits. Right? The most you've given out is what? Four or five? 
The most is five. Have you ever gone beyond five? Where? Four. The most you've given, is it under four or above five? So have you ever been above five, four? Someone else, five, six. He who sows will also reap. So you, you, you can never bypass dimensions of liberality without what? Giving into that realm. So if, 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 you want, if, you want, if you want to live in five, right? You must give into that realm. Because you will never experience five when all you've given is a three. Never. It don't work that way. You know, how I moved into six. Let me tell you how I moved into six. You see, it takes more faith to give 100,000 at one go than in 10 months. You get that? Do you get that? That means, that means giving 10,000 each month for 10 months. The one who gives 100,000 like that has more faith than the one who gives it consecutively. It does not speak to, 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 to the faithlessness of that one, but this one has more faith. Right? Men like that never regress in life. They, you, you can't regress below that level. That means even, even when, when, when it says given, it shall be given back to you. You, you can't be given lesser than what you are given. I mean, than, than what you give. It will all, only be above. It can't be. If it's below, that means you have not broken through that realm. So that means you can't expect to receive 100,000 if you have never given by faith into that realm. So that's the principle. He who sows will what? Reap. Look at, the, look at the poor woman, right? Remember the poor woman? Everybody was giving of their substance. And Jesus said, look at this one. So she has given more than all of them. Because she has given of what? The what? The last. So she was giving bountifully. They were giving sparingly. So it's not about the amount of money. Do you get it now? So if, if you want blessings in the six digits, he says, you've got to do what? Work your way into it. Give your way into it. Then read the next part. And he who sows generously. He who sows. Generously. Yeah. That blessings may come to someone. Ha. Huh. Will also reap generously and reap blessings. So he says he who sows bountifully, generously, with liberality. Right? Will do what? That blessings may come to someone. Will he, also reap he says he will also what? Reap generously. Yeah? Look at someone. He says, 
Brother, sister? Are you blessed? Osa kekeliza. No, get an answer. Now look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I can't scan again. Read. Yeah. Yeah, remember this, yeah? He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly. And grudgingly, yeah? And he who sows generously that blessings may come to someone. It's a law. Can you see that? It's a law. You, you don't have to wish it. You don't have to like, it's a law. You see, here's, here's the major problem with God's people is that we have not yet begun our journey of faith in the word we, we're still trying to figure out is god is it true is it is it is it so we are not mindlessly entering into dimensions for instance right if somebody comes to me and they're sick right if somebody comes to me and they are sick right irrespective of whatever sickness they have when I'm looking at them, in my mind, I'm not thinking about whether or not she can be healed or he can be healed. That's not what's running through my mind, right? Because in my mind, there's no question about it. It's, it's not that I, I have faith. No, in, in that, my faith is unconscious. I, I don't have to think that mm, no it's unconscious that means I, I act out right in that ministry through an unconscious faith it's there but I don't need to think about whether or not I believe or whether or not it's possible no so it's, it's not a matter of possibility with me right it, it's a matter of action so I know okay oh you you'll see okay l l at that point in time the spirit you see, there are different stages. When, when you learn, when in ministry, when God raises you and when God uh, brings you into ministry, there are different stages that a minister goes through in his work with God. When he's still starting out with God, God may have to tell him through an audible voice or through some voice that, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. When you grow, the Spirit, does, you don't need to hear him because there's a synchronicity about, about, about how you carry the ministry so i don't thinking oh god what i want to do here no that's not the problem that's not what's at uh, in my mind and this is why many of god's people fail they are too conscious about their faith in the world they are too conscious yeah but yeah but The guy just said, he was so sparing no reap. Sparing. So ask yourself, would you like, would you like to live 
in the realm of six, in the realm of seven. Who wouldn't? Everybody would. So how, how, how then will I get into that realm? It's not a matter of time. It's a matter of the amalgamation of grace and your activity. Your activity. Your activity. Read, read, continue, read, read the next verse. Yeah. Let each one give as he has made up his own mind. Yeah. And the sense of his heart. Yeah. Not reluctantly. Yeah. Under compassion. For God loves and takes pleasure in. Prizes above other things. He is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it. Give us hand. See, where's your problem? You give and complain. When the Bible says pray, it says pray and give. 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 Give thanks. Right? When you pray, you must do what? That means when you give, you must do what? So if you pray and grudge, pray and complain, it says you, you have forfeited whatever blessing was in that giving. Read, Mike. And God is able. Where? God is. He doesn't say God is going to do. He says God is able. To what? To make To make all grace to abound. Yeah? Hey Gadanosa. Listen, listen, what blessing are you lacking? What earthly favor are you lacking now? Now, now, you you don't have to answer me. Just think about it. That blessing, that favor, earthly favor or blessing you're lacking. He says God is able to allocate the grace for its manifestation. And listen, don't think when he says that, he's telling you that you must go scour and labor for it. No, there are others who will labor for that for you. (sighs) And God is able to make all grace all grace and what every favor and every blessing come to you in abundance come to, you, see, you see I told you I told you I told come to you in abundance. in yeah what is the purpose you see God wants you to give he wants you to keep giving why because it, it's God's nature for so God loved that he gave you see giving is an expression of love So he always wants you to give out, to give of yourself, right? So he says, to make that possibility a reality in your life, what he wants to do is that he wants to allocate to you a grace called all grace. That means a grace for all seasons, a grace for all occasions, a grace for all situations. That means Agna Lawa Geni Kor. You get that? That means wherever there's a need, you, you, you can just fit in. All grace that you that that you always 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 and under what all circumstances always and under what all circumstances yeah and whatever they need be self sufficient and whatever the you, you see why God 
God will never bless people who do not give. Trust me, if you're not a giver, you'll never be blessed by God. Because you, you, you'll be a stop nonsense. You'll be a hindrance to the agenda of God. God is in the business of blessing and making men blessings. You see, if you're not in a position to be a giver, you're not, be, you're not in a position to be a blessing. So no grace can come to you. See, the reason why there is lack in the body of Christ, the reason why there is lack among many of God's people is that they do not understand the acquisition of grace. So you know what they do? They pray, oh God, bless me financially. Oh God, God will never bless you financially, my brother and my sister, through prayer. It doesn't come through prayer. It comes through the observation of a system that God had created for the purpose of making his people rich. That you, through his poverty, through his need, through the needs that God creates around you in your life, in the church, at home, in your world. And your participation in that is what extends God's grace to you. You will never experience a grace in which you are not willing to give. He says the superabundance of grace will only be allocated once you, you have, have, have aligned yourself as a blessing. Read it. And whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and finish in abundance every good work and charitable donation. See what dimension God wants us in? Can, can you see what dimension God wants us in? Do you see that dimension? Self-sufficient. You don't need, you don't need Bajan, you don't need, see, no, you are self, you are self-sufficient. No need that you cannot meet. God is unwilling to do with such men, with such women. He says, but this is how you will be known to be the sons of God. To be the sons of God. And, and, and the source, the well of that grace is the house of God. That is the reference point for his prosperity. Not where you work. No. But the place where he has put his name. You see, we have it mixed. You're, you're probably dedicated to your employee, right? You're, you're dedicated. Right? You may not like your boss, but you're dedicated. Again, your boss worships from Hindu gods. You're dedicated. I'm, I'm, I'm stepping on something here. You're, you're, dedi you're, dedi you're not dedicated to that guy. That guy is dedicated to a spirit. And it's that spirit that helps him run that entire work. Is that spirit. Is his, it is allegiance to that spirit. And you are dedicated to him. So inadvertently, who, who are you serving?
who are you serving? Say, Lord, I want to be free. Freedom. You want it? I can give it to you. Now, I can give it to you. I can. Only if you want it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do, do, do you understand how financial grace works? Yeah? You, you, you only experience the level of financial blessing to the degree which you are able to release yourself. It's dimensions. You can't break out. So sometimes you know what happens? Sometimes you know what happens? Sometimes what happens is that all that you're worth or all that you have is not enough for the dimension you want to reach. Right? It's not enough. Right? And God knows it. So what God does is that when you, and that's what sacrificial offerings is, is when all you have cannot reach for that dimension. But the sacrifice you make at this level opens that level. It, it opens it. And all of a sudden, God's, and how, how, how does it do that? It will always happen through the channels which you are involved in. Activity, activity, activity. Are you listening to me? Activity is, 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 is blessings best friend. That means blessings gravitate to areas of activity, not idleness. Do you get that? There's no man in the whole Bible who's ever, ever received God's blessings and was an idle man. Never. So that means that whatever activity, and sometimes what happens is that God gives you, gives you ideas into other avenues of activity. I, I, are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? And sometimes your, your inability to respond is what will keep you at low levels. Not because of the lack of grace, but because that grace has no expression. No expression. It is, important, it, it is very important that when God blesses you, that blessing finds expression. It, it may be either a business or a new career, whatever it is, it has to find expression. It, it has to. Otherwise, you'll remain at one level and wonder what's happening. He says, try me now in this and see if I what? I will not open the windows of heaven and what? Pour out a what? Which you would not have what? Room enough to? He's talking about expression. Expression of the blessing. 
That means you've got to have not one, not two, but multiple, what? Expression channels of the blessing. You, you get that? Let's just say right now, I bless you, right? And then you, you're working as some tailor, right? Nothing wrong with that. You're doing something honorable, right? <laughs> what expression does that job right there give of the blessing? Really nothing, right? Really nothing. Unless maybe you move into a managerial position. Now the blessing can be expressed because at that point in time, you can move into that different avenues. You can be a regional manager. You can be a regional manager. You can be a national supervisor. The blessing finds expression. Right? It finds, it can only find exp expression in a managerial position. Any other position, it can't. It can't because look, 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 at, look at Joseph, right? He comes in as a slave, but because he has the blessing of God, the favor of God upon him, what does Potiphar do? Potiphar makes, makes him what? Head of his house. But they, he has reached the ceiling. Once Joseph is head of Potiphar's house, above Joseph is Potiphar. So he can't grow any further. So because he can't grow any further, God knows it. So he has reached the ceiling of, of what? The expression of that blessing at that level. So God says, no, 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 boy, we can't do this. So what does God do? He removes him out of Potiphar's house and he gives him a bigger house, a prison. So he manages large number of people, larger than Potiphar's house. At that point in time, he reaches a point where he is too big for the prison. Once he's too big for the prison, God says, no, no, we got to remove you. And you know where is his place? The throne of Pharaoh over Egypt. Until Joseph, Joseph became the landlord, not only of the Egyptians, but of the surrounding nations. Why? Room enough to contain. Sometimes you, you have to understand that. You've got to understand that. And that's why, that's why by far, the only thing that can fully give expression to how much God has blessed you is a business. And not just a business, but many times businesses. Are you listening to me? Yes. Are you listening to me? Amen. With a business, you never have to think who will hire you. Who, who, will, who will hire you? No, no, no. It's expression that matters. That's the problem with many people. It's not the lack of blessing, but the expression of blessing. You don't have a large enough capacity to express God's blessings. So all that comes through is five, where what should be coming in is 10. Why? Because you lack expression. So today, I'm gonna to release a grace that is beyond the, your level of capacity, but you must find a way to give it expression. You, you must find a way to give it expression. You, you must go find the rooms where the blessings can overflow through. Somebody heard me. Praise the Lord.
Somebody heard me. You, you understand that? Come on, stand up and pray in the spirit for a while. Pray in the spirit for a while. Pray in the spirit for a while. Kalamata karone glebrenia. Shalade malage madale malaido. Safalai de balvain ne monde le bredi galebahar. Jando sabrahade. Lando sabrahade. Chibalado ye mekele gebrenia masana. Rando zakranana ne mashade le bredu. Ida nanaya. Come on, open your spirit, open your spirit. Open your spirit, man. Open your spirit, man. prophetic utterances into your lives receive because I am by the Spirit of God talking to you directly even though it is coming off generally I'm talking to you directly by the Spirit he says not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord this next phase of your life will be ushered by the wind of God there will be a sudden turnaround in how things pan out in your circumstances, in your situations, and in your dealings in life. For the Lord releases of blessings and He scatters every enemy and devourer. I release grace on your life. To end the financial stagnation of many years. And the carryover from generations will now be written off, says the Lord. Every generational debt is written off right now in the mighty name of Jesus. 
I bless you with oil. I bless you with corn. I bless you with a crop and harvest. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let every stench of shame and ash of poverty be removed from your life. And I prophesy to you that there'll be no indicator that you are poor. For around you and above you and before you will blow the fragrance of God's blessings and men shall know you as the blessed of God. Gentiles will field and slave for you and serve you to bring you into the blessings of God. For every shame in your life, you will receive double. For every offering, every gift, every sacrifice, you will receive double. I prophesy hundredfold return. In every place, right now where you have been cheated by friends, by colleagues, by partners, in the name of Jesus, there is a restoration. For the Lord says, none of you shall be cheated out of your inheritance. May money follow you like grace. May money follow you by mercy. May find way to you by free cause. And anything that his is hindering your financial stability, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I give you businesses in the name of Jesus. Businesses that will shake territories. Businesses that will make you the envy of men. The God of Isaac will visit you. And the same God that made Isaac an envy of the Philistines will pour that same grace upon you. You will not be resisted. You will 
Lift me up here, lift me up here. For as many as received, abundance of grace. And let me tell you, there is abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. This grace will make you a master in every field. Master in every field. A master in every field. You will advance above your peers. I anoint you. I anoint you with advancement. I anoint you with speed. I anoint you with grace. With abundance, I anoint you with ease. I anoint you with the oil of gladness. I anoint you, I anoint you with grace. All grace, all grace, all grace. You will enter and navigate through corridors of blessing, of abundance. You will sit on high. Your name 
time is not known. But tomorrow, the Lord will spread the fame of your name among men of esteem in the land. Your work will be demanded. Your work will be sought after. God is gracing some right now with a territorial grace for business, for advancement, a territorial grace. You will sit and compete and win against big men. Ask of me, says the Lord, and I will give you the inheritance and the outermost part of the earth as your possession. Whatever business you have now, it will multiply tenfold in the next 12 months. Shalaparikanda, Shalaparikanda, Shalaparikanda. There's a multiplication. A multiplication. I call for promotion. Uncanny promotion. Dangerous promotions. I call for them for your life right now. on your career prosper 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 one moment one moment I, 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 I want you to hold the tip of your right your right ear hold the tip of your right ear right now hold the tip of your right ear right now the team of the yes yes in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i anointed ye to hear the voice of god with clarity and accuracy in the name of jesus from today your ear is open to the spirit to the ideas of the spirit your ear is open to the mysteries of the spirit the graces of the spirit the leadings of the spirit the guidance of the spirit the counsels of the spirit you will hear god you will hear God and prosper. You will hear God and be blessed. You will hear God and be advanced. I rebuke deafness in that ear. I rebuke deafness in that ear. now the anointing of God is rising from the sole of your feet is rising right now from the sole of your feet rising right now from the sole of your feet the Lord is anointing your feet the Lord is anointing your feet right now and yes you will bring forth glad tidings tidings everywhere your soul steps on they get ever shy 
the anointing of God your name will be marked territories 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 shalipa 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 i open africa to you i open europe to you i open north america to you i open south america to you territories the gates of nations are opening the gates of nations are opening kalapari kapatoya shale kale balike brade shale ke bronde kaida saile kaile shalamata kapraila shale branda some of your blessings are from abroad some of your blessings are from abroad but the gateways to those nations have been closed but i am opening the lord says the gateways of nations rapate kapayele shale pare kapate shale gale protokopadea You will own property in multiple nations. You will transact in multiple nations. I release the anointing of expansion. I release Mimshak to you. I release Mimshak to you. Expand. 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 Break out. Break out. On your left and on your right. I release Mimshak to you. Expand. Increase. grace to grow to expand and increase hafalivi hafalia akaila koli falai mataile shalai galepara idalea bosha kafaile kavieibo saba prosper multiply Multiply, break forth. Ah, uh -huh. I hear the Spirit of God say this. The Spirit of God says, "Read, read out Isaiah 54. For I will fulfill this in their hearing. Sing, O parent." You have born no children. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not labored. For more shall the children of the desolate be than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Increase your capacity. 
and let us and stretch out the curtains of your dwellings do not spare do not spare do not spare lengthen your cords strengthen your stakes for you shall expand to the right and to the left and you will inherit the nation says the Lord you will inherit the nation says the Lord I have blessed you. I have blessed you. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Hango Saradi. Sound blessed. Now I want you to say this and lay hands on yourself as you say this. I made a blessing. I am a blessing. I am a blessing. God is showing you how to be a blessing. He's showing you how to be a blessing. He's opening up your mental capacity. Your mental capacity to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's been invoked. It's been invoked. It's been invoked. I seed into your life abundance. I seed into your life abundance may the grace may the harvest of super abundance come forth from your life hallelujah praise the Lord glory to God I have blessed you and yeah you shall be blessed Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look at your neighbor. Say congratulations. Look at three people. Touch three people. Tell them congratulations. Congratulations. God has shifted you. God has shifted you. Congratulations. Hallelujah. Let's just give thanks for a moment. Let's just give thanks for a moment. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. Give thanks, give thanks. For the testimonies. 
for the witnessing. Give thanks. Give thanks. Rejoice. says the Lord I make you whole 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 says the spirit of the living God hallelujah Hallelujah. What you've been waiting for has arrived. It has arrived. It has arrived. It has arrived. Get ready for the suddenness of life. The intrusions of blessings. Shut Igabranda. It has arrived. It has arrived. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.